here it is the dynasty hour i am one of your four horsemen of the dynasty apocalypse it is me fantasy blue chip also known as jagger and with me my co-host coming back from his own personal bar it's the basshole chuck bass uh you could catch him at this guy sucks also here and then we have justin herrera he's here to save your lineups and also help you in your scott fishbowl draft and then we have Mr. Sophisticated himself, Angela Duke, Mr. Mallard, also the host of Divots and Pivots Pod. And folks, we did a Scott Fishbowl draft, a mock draft that is. The real shit isn't happening yet. Uh, before then, we got a little bit of news and nonsense. I'm also just coming off the high of trading for Kyle Pitts. I will talk about him later because I also drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, but how are we doing, gentlemen? Chuck, you're back from your honeymoon celebrating yourself for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, Chuck needs to connect his mic, though, so we can actually hear him. Yeah, he's muted. <laughs> and it's not letting me unmute him because it says his mic isn't connected, so we'll, we'll circle back to Chuck. <laughs> Andrew, how are you? You missed the mock. It's okay. I did miss it's the nice. mock. I, I was talking golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had his own show. But I actually like this because you're like a – you're going to be like, you're impartial, so you could just actually say, like, who did a good job? That was a stupid yeah. fucking pick. Oh, Jagger, you're clearly one auto-draft. Uh, so, Justin, <laughs> you're back for, for show number two. Um, we'll start with you, and we'll just go ahead and jump into today's news and nonsense. Um, it's basically all nonsense besides this, this one thing. Saquon Barkley wants to hold out. Uh, it's a tale as old as time, folks. Is he in the right? Yes. Is it good for anybody? No, it is not. Justin, is this going to bother you at all about having Saquon Barkley on your team? Are you going to be looking to move him? Are you looking to buy? What, what, what does this do for you? Oh, it does absolutely nothing because nobody is going to want to sell him at a discount. And also at the same point, nobody believes that the Giants are legitimately going to let him not play football for them especially after last year he proved his value come on new york giants dave gettleman is out of the building that doesn't mean you gotta throw every pick that he's ever had out of the building too let's go let's get this guy a contract he's already said he doesn't want to shape the market he just wants to flow into it give him 12 13 million dollars you know he deserves it you know he's a workhorse and you know he can put the team on his back just do the right thing. Do it. Come on, Big Blue. Do it. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. Looks like we might have lost Jagger again. All right. Uh, so Andrew, 
Andrew, I'd like you to go because I, I need to process what everything Justin just said. Yeah, no. So, yeah, this doesn't really do anything for me either because I think this is his last stand for all running backs here to get the the, the, the bell cow big money running back is done in the NFL. So why wouldn't he try to get as much money as he can right now? Because it's only going to get worse in the coming years as far as teams willing to spend money on these guys. So why not just try everything he can right now? He will end up playing. By the time camp rolls around, he's going to end up playing. He'll take what he can get, and it's all going to work out. So I'm not worried at all. But, sure, I'm fine with him doing it. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um I, I well actually I was joking about that, Justin. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean we've already it, seen oh, go ahead. we've already seen we've already seen like the it, it's not unprecedented anymore. Like this is kind of some version of this actually happens every year where some relatively big name uh threatens to hold out. Um and it's almost always for whatever reason, it's a team that's getting ready to rebuild or not rebuilding, but is like on the come up. And we're all like, come on, man, like everything's finally going OK over there. Now you're going to hold out. Uh, but the running back position is so deep um, from a fantasy perspective. It doesn't really move the needle in any way. And everybody's hearts guarded after the Le'Veon Bell fiasco. Um, so we'll see. I mean, there's plenty of time between now and August to um, you know get our ducks in a row. So it'll, it'll all blow over. Jagger, did you plug yeah, your potato yeah, back in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but you bet Gus basically hit on everything that I was going to say. This is like the last stand for running backs, like hands down. If Saquon ain't getting paid, nobody's getting paid. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. we talk about Bijan, Saquon is just like the slightly older version of that prospect. Mm -hmm. And he makes the Giants roster attractive. Like, he makes everything work. Like, I think Daniel Jones would be good because he has Saquon Barkley in the backfield and they can lean on, on yeah. Barkley. So I'm not moving him either. And when you talk about the how shallow running back is to actually difference makers, you can't really move Barkley if you're looking to compete. So uh, mm-hmm. that is unfortunate for Saquon Barkley because – Very, I'm very unfortunate. Uh, they never do. He's a little uh, late to the, the party on the uh, holdouts. Folks. So, that bit, uh, no, no. Well, let's talk about nonsense. Let's talk about nonsense. Sam Darnold has the edge at camp. So, I don't... <laughs> uh, if there's anything that's a recurring theme on this show is I will lag and the 49ers have a quarterback controversy. <laughs> like, I... Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't Sam, know. Man. Line. Like what? Sam Darnold. Yeah, okay, you're at the barber shop. Come on. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't holding this. <laughs> come on now. Adam yeah, Schefter. I don't even know. Too, is always spot on. It's always spot on. So, so you you know this guy has got the real sources on there. I don't think anybody in that fucking room right now thinks that Sam Darnold is going to be the backup. I don't don't even understand why they're the team. I don't understand why they're letting these stories get out because there's absolutely no benefit to anybody except for maybe Sam Darnold's agent. Like that's the only per this. The more that this, these things happen, the worse the team looks um, from the organization to the coaching staff, to me, ownership, honestly. I mean, this is just like an institutional failure. Um, So I don't know if it just, 
there's no consistency at all. There's, they don't, it's like they don't have a PR person on, on stack is what I think a lot of this is coming down to. They must have traded well, that know, away. The only consistent as well. thing that comes out of that like entire building right now is Brock Purdy's going to be ready to go. Like they frantically say it. They frantically, <laughs> Brock Purdy's going to be ready to go. Hey, hey, Jim, right. Jim over there. Do you hear Brock Purdy's going to be ready to go by camp? Oh, no, wait, he's throwing right now. He's throwing right now. Like, they're so hyped on just setting in that Brock Purdy is going to be the starting quarterback. It's like, we get it, bro. He's going to be the starting quarterback. It's very like, nervous don't energy. don't have to say it. Every, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. They're frantic as fuck. They're trying to make it – they're they trying are. to speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing this every single day. They're like John Lynch is getting out there and saying, yeah, Brock, Brock's looking good. He's looking like he's going to be starting training camp. Oh, yeah, Brock's looking good. It's like he never even got injured. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're frantically pushing this narrative that Brock Purdy is just A-OK after totally getting his elbow torn up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm kind of a nervous wreck over here because I'm like, fuck, dude, mm-hmm. this is my team. It's a Super Bowl yeah. roster, and they don't know who their fucking quarterback's going to be. They really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to me, they feel like the guy who, who picks up a player – they pick up a player for free off the waivers and then any amount of anything happens and then they drop them on the, 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 the trade block and they're mm. like, come get your, your future starting QB, <laughs> you know, and, and, and everyone's just like, okay, we know he's there. He's always been there mm. and he'll probably be there in six fucking weeks. So I, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. This is ugly. I want it to stop. It is ugly. Everybody. Yeah. It's just like, how is this good for anybody's confidence? It's just like I don't think it's good for Brock Purdy. I don't think it's good for Trey Lance. Sure as fuck's not good for him. I think Sam Darnold's immune at this point. He's just happy to be considered. Uh, I, I don't know how this is good for the fan base. Sam Darnold was so lucky that somebody just... called him one free agency. Yeah. He, he picked that phone exactly. up so fast. He's like, yes, except, except, yes. <laughs> Sam, yeah. we didn't even tell you he the parameters up... of the contract. Yes, yes, I'll take it. It's yeah, not, he showed up in, in Carolina, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. showed up in an Oscar tux, and he's just like, I'm so happy to even be considered, you know. <laughs> it's there's it's just weird because, like, if this was happening on like the Texans, it wouldn't even be headline news, but so much hinges on what's going on with the quarterback situation there. I mean, even down to like a gambling perspective for who's going to be starting these games because it's probably the most loaded roster in the NFL. Um, they just, and it comes down to like, what's going to happen for Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo, and even like projecting the next like three or four years, like, okay, is Purdy the guy this year because they're trying to win now and they know what they have, or do they actually believe this guy is a long-term investment? Cause we know Sam Darnold isn't. So like what it's like, you got to piss or get off the pot. Like they can't go the rest of the summer with this being like a daily headline, which is what it's shaping up to be. Hey, and it's kind Chuck, of gross. Were you it's not just, there for 2022? Because <laughs> that was the entire headline was 2022. Was what are they gonna do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Ooh, what's he, is he gonna get traded? Uh, but like it. that one had no. You're you're right, but that one had that was such a tired narrative that I think we were all like, yeah, okay, guy. Like we're all re- we've all moved on, even if you guys haven't. Like let go. High school's over. Let go. Like we're moving on. Like and just we just, it just hasn't materialized this year. We're all like, "What are you doing? Move on!" Like or, or no, that like, come on. Like I don't know. I'm, it annoys me to yeah. beyond belief. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So let's talk about some more foolishness. 
Um, Sony Michelle signed with the Rams, and <laughs> yeah, this made the show sheet. Oh my god, it what, sure what did. Uh, but, <laughs> he's behind Kieran Williams, so let's. <laughs> yeah, but hear me out. Hear me out. They say Cam Akers is considered a focal point in the offense. Mm-hmm. I think both of these things are ugly pieces of news. I don't. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. believe in Cam Akers, and I, I, I'll eat shit, man. Cam Akers costs nothing. If if he is good, I will. I'll, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Before we continue, we got a question, folks. That's a good question uh, too. PPR Superflex. I won the ship last Real year. Time. Would you trade a twenty? Would you trade a twenty twenty twenty? Excuse me, a twenty twenty four first. Uh, and my 2025 first for Brees Hall and Jerick McKinnon. I have CMC, but not many great options behind him. No, don't do that. Don't do that at Hard all. No. Jerick McKinnon, de- McKinnon doesn't matter. So yeah. I'm just throwing that mm, out. I'm, I'm throwing that out. You have CMC, mm-hmm. you're fine. You're going to have what's a hero build. So you mm-hmm. need to make sure you have good receivers. And then your RB2, you can figure that out. The RB2 is the most replaceable spot on your roster. You could get mm-hmm. like, Let's say Anthony Madison gets hurt. You can get Dwayne McBride later. You could figure mm-hmm. it out. Don't give up two firsts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, even, uh, yeah. thank you for the question. Even a first, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone else agrees. So keep the questions. Yeah, you coming, nailed, you nailed like that it. explanation. So yeah. nothing else to say from my end. The 2024 first, man. That is like when you see that now, like my heart stops. I don't know. I mean. Not to say that some of them aren't worth giving up, depending on the trade, but man, that that is like <clears throat> that has become the holy grail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Didn't it's the twenty twenty four class. They ah, you fucked up my joke. I was gonna say the twenty twenty four class is this year's twenty twenty three class. <laughs> uh, uh, back to foolishness. Uh, do you guys care about any of these running backs? Do you, do you guys like Cam Akers? Is, is he something that he? <laughs> Do you want to roster him? I don't know. I mean, uh, actually, Andrew, you take you start with this one. The, there were times last year where I was clinging to some hope of value from Cam Akers, and, and I, I had some shares of them. But it's no, I don't want any of them. I don't. I think this. I think this offense is just gonna hit. Is they're just gonna ride uh, Stafford's elbow into the absolute ground as much and just let him die on it pretty much throwing the ball all over the place. I don't understand this roster whatsoever. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the Rams. I don't know what they're doing. It's hard to watch. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into any of these assets and it, it is. Uh, you're welcome, Tyler. We appreciate you. Um, Keep them coming, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. If you have cam Akers, trade him. Now's the time. It mm-hmm. was time. Last season, it was it's it's been time. It's been time since you it was drafted time him after as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's been time. Like so, I I don't know. God's leaving this door wide open for you guys. Just like let's get it while it's hot. Um, next, we're gonna go to some other muddy garbage that I have no I have no interest in. Uh, we're gonna talk to Giants wide receivers. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is working with the third teams and Paris Campbell is could be this year's Paris Campbell, meaning that he's really good in camp and then he might be hot for one week and then he might be gone. Am I am I just heartbroken about Karis Campbell? Justin, let me know. Uh no, I mean if Paris Campbell can get on the field, I mean he's speedy slot receiver. He could Ooh. definitely be like uh 
a bench player for you if you have a really deep bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, do you really want to hedge your bets on any Giants receivers? I, I think, you know, the moment you put money invested into getting Sterling Shepard off the waiver wire after his 20-point game, he automatically tears his ACL, which seems to happen every single year. But, I mean, it's always I'm not, it's not tearing the ACL every single year, but it's always some major injury after, like, his big week. Like, he'll come in, catch, like, 10 passes, 120 yards, and maybe a touchdown, and then you'll be like, oh, shit, I got to get him off the waiver. Let me put everything on it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's just like, you know, freaking sprained ankle, high sprain, six weeks. And you're like, fuck, man, come on, Sterling, stay healthy. But I feel like that's just honestly this entire Giants roster. I mean, who the hell saw Isaiah Hodgins coming out of nowhere last year? I don't think anybody would raise their hands here. Yeah, I mean, it's. He was on the Bills last year. Yeah, and it's like. Exactly. It makes sense. It's just that, like. He was never that good. I get that he was Brian DeBall's guy at the Bills, but I don't think that like crossing the border from Buffalo to New Jersey automatically is going to make him like a viable starter, but that happened. And then like the Jalen Hyatt thing, guys, your your rookie draft Knicks, like yours truly has been telling you, Jalen Hyatt is not that good. He is not that good. College stats are liars. They are liars. (laughs) And I know that data guys will put up a graph that'll say – that hey, this guy's good, but it's a fucking lie. It's a lot. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, but if they can't run routes and they run a clear gimmicky offense like Tennessee, these things can happen. So, uh, sorry, you drafted a bad wide receiver. I love you. We'll get you on the next wide receiver episode. How you can unfuck yourself. Welcome to my TED talk. And that's the news mm-hmm. and nonsense, folks. Um, we'll hold on, hold on. Before you, before, 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 you, before, you before you get away from that. Before you get away from that, I can't stress I can't stress enough going into this year. Every year, there's multiple teams. There's usually not more than two or three, but there's at least multiple that every single one of their wide receivers is available on waivers at all times. It was the Jags before they got Kirk. It's been the Titans for uh, in and out in years. The Cardinals before they brought in Hopkins. These guys aren't even worth a roster spot after week two or three. You're going to know immediately. Every they're going to alternate high scores monthly i mean you're gonna have guys who have two weeks and you're gonna look nice and gonna be tantalizing do not make any even remotely significant long-term investments in any of these players wait because what they're doing is they're gearing up and they're gonna make a trade or they're gonna sign somebody in free agency if and that's gonna be the guy for the next like three or four years that's the template in the league that's what all these coaches and all these offensive coordinators do for their quarterbacks regardless of how good the quarterback is so just wait for that moment to happen don't 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 dip your toe in this pool quite quite yet yeah, it's 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 the roster cloggers. These are all basically mm-hmm. the the four players we talked about: Sony Michelle, Cam Akers, Jalen Hyde, Paris Campbell. They, they are roster death. Like having mm-hmm. them on there is like a cancer. You can't move them. Nobody wants them. At most, you're hoping to foist them on somebody in a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if no one has anything else to add, we will pay some bills with Underdog, and then we'll talk Scott Fishbowl, baby. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit, 
and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSSDynasty to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl. TSS Dynasty. Yes. <laughs> TSS Dynasty, folks. Make sure to hit that code. Um, Underdog's still hot right now. I just finished my first Best Ball Mania. It's still like taking candy for a baby, guys. Uh, not just that. They just started their Chihuahuas, and I just looked at it today. It's only 35% full. That's $4, folks. So you can load up, and you can do the math because I don't want to. Uh, but you can always, always do a, a ton of Chihuahuas with $100. Actually, that'd be $200 if you, donate, uh, if you uh, deposit $100. That's mm -hmm. TSS Dynasty, folks, because we're fancy pants British people. <laughs> and to we'll, the have, we'll have another one of those. We'll have another one of those bad boys coming up. We'll do another uh, draft night. We'll get some underdog involved. Get some, get some peeps over. Have a good time. Hell oh, yeah. yes, we will, folks. And if you guys want in, um, we'll do something special for the homies. Um, we'll we'll talk about that at some other point because we got some shit cooking yeah. for you guys. All right, Andrew didn't make this mock because he was talking golf, um, but that's cool because we have a partial judge. Yes, yes, Jared Goff. Talking uh, Goff. This new pot, this yeah. new side podcast. Justin... Talking Goff. <laughs> what is awful? Bringing Amon Ross St. Brown on next week. <laughs> <laughs> Worst podcast ever. Yeah, All right, so we'll Justin. We'll go with him first since he was drafting. What slot were you drafting at, Justin? I uh, believe I was drafting eight, where I'm going to be drafting at Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, I'm the only one who didn't go for my actual draft slot because I was panicked and I just picked a spot. Um, you were the but first Justin's one team. In. Yeah, I know. Busted. That was a tough look. <laughs> no, what's he's a, what, what's the mountain boy? What's fucked, guys? Yeah, it was fucked as I looked down. I'm like, man, I should pick my draft spot. And then it was full. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. You know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Justin, so Justin, Justin, you had the first he had the first pick where everyone went, okay, I see you. It was the first one. Yep. Lamar Jackson. Um, this whole team I really like. Like uh I like my team. Um, but if someone said I had to roll with Justice team, I don't think it'd be a bad bet because you got the 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 high upside stack with Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson. Um, and then you come back with CeeDee Lamb, who like to come back and still get a wide receiver one. Um, thank God for third round reversal. Am I right? Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Oh like, yeah. Like that, yeah, that's that's using that's using the rules, guys. And um uh, I think Justin keeps like traditional, I wouldn't say traditional values, but like uh, the modern day build where he builds out with really strong rushing quarterbacks. And um, so he's not going to lean on some of my strategy a little bit as much because I have old man Aaron Rodgers who doesn't run anymore. But I love the Gibbs upside and I love the Dobbins upside, especially since Scott Fishbowl rules have per carry. Now, Andrew, since you're the impartial judge, what are your thoughts on Justin's team? Go. Yeah, I like Justin's team. I think it's very balanced. Um, obviously, high end at both 
quarterback and receiver, and then definitely taking some some high upside shots at the running back between Gibbs, Dobbins. Um, I mean, to get Khalil Herbert in the tenth round here, mid tenth round, uh, who is right now is still technically the number one running back in Chicago. Uh, massive upside there. So yeah, this he's got some good depth and some good balance. I like this. Um, also getting getting Chig there in the the seventh round to round out his tight end. Um, yeah, I like this team. I, I do I do want to hear – I am curious on your argument as to why you took uh, Lamb over Diggs because I think that is something where a lot of people have them ranked pretty closely together, but I feel like a lot of people tend to go with the upside of Diggs. What was your specific reasoning for Lamb over Diggs here? I mean, I see them as uh, guys that – probably are going to go around the same as far as yards and touchdown range. And I see Lamb as being the total package for Dallas. I think they brought in Brandon Cooks to stretch the field. But Lamb is, Lamb is to me, he's the next Cooper Cup. He can run every single route in a route tree. He can be moved into the slot. He can be moved into the perimeter. He can be moved to the, um, the X receiver slot. You know, he's just – he's the total package. And can you give us one more – can you give us one more slot he can move into? What's that? <laughs> can you give us one one more? One more? Uh, yeah, no, is there one more position he can be? Maybe uh, too wide. All right. I think you can play quarterback too, right? <laughs> there you go, Wildcat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He could play the nickel, walk up safety. (laughs) Some Troy Brown action. He might might even be a a three-point stance. Uh, He might even go into a tight end position after that. Oh, yeah. He's snapping the ball, too. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, this team team is solid. He's he's deep just about everywhere. Um, Even to grab Jelani Woods as a a third tight end, I think, is – has some good up potential upside here as well. So, um, well, he did. Sam, he did what he, what Justin did was, and I say this begrudgingly. Um, he did what you have to do in these in these competitions is his team's either going to finish first or last. He took big yeah. swings at positions at murky positions where nobody's really emerged yet, but we all kind of have our guys that we expect to emerge. Um, and I mean that's all the way down the roster from Gibbs to McLaurin to Kirk. James Cook to Herbert. I mean, you 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 poll a hundred people about every one of those guys' position and skill groups, and they're gonna you're gonna get a pretty split mix, even if some guys are considered consensus favorites. So, I mean, that's what we want to do, right? Nobody joined any of these competitions so that we could finish fifth. Like, you go big or you go home. That, that's what we're doing, and I think you did a great job at that. Yep, swing for the fences. All right, yeah, that's a good breakdown. Love his team. Next, we pick at the spot that I'm not picking at, the Scott Fishbowl, because I chose the second (laughs) slot. But uh, here we are. Anyway, and uh, You're just a a point guard. I like it. You're setting us up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, also, uh, auto-draft got me a little bit, but most of my core is me. Basically, down to Sharp, Mm -hmm. I will take Mm -hmm. full credit on most of those things. And and what I have here, folks, uh, Fields – A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Pitts, Damian Pierce, Michael Pittman, Jahan Dawson, and Zach Charbonnet. And to me, I give you an example of going zero running back as much mm-hmm. as much possible. I faded the RB position, and 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 I, I made sure to concentrate my points with my QBs and wide receivers. And then 
I don't know. My favorite pick is Kyle Pitts, man. You know, talk about upside, like like Chuck hit it on there, man. That's a like with Scott Fishbowl um, uh, scoring. There's so much upside for for these these tight ends. Not only do they have like a full point premium, but they have their own first down. Um, mm-hmm. They they get their own point four first down. So having all that upside, like why wouldn't I take Kyle Pitts there? Like like he, he's a player that can win me. Uh, uh, win me the fishbowl. I I won't win, but like let's let's just pretend. Let's pretend that I that I'm going to this time. So, um, where I'm weak is definitely running back. So, yeah, Andrew, but you obviously you're, the way your team is constructed, you planned on being weak at running back. It's like yeah. you like you planned on going in week to week and only playing the minimum amount of running backs you have to play and loading up at wide receiver pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Because even yeah. even getting Utah- Kadarius Tony in the tenth round there, I, I know that was where auto draft took over, but like that's not the worst auto draft pick that could have happened there. And then you still got mm-hmm. Jamal Williams as well, who we know he can still be relevant. We'll see what it looks like on the Saints, but um, mm-hmm. he could very. You took all the grinders, be- all the yeah, well, exactly. the grinders, so it, it which really is like out. which is what they're pushing forward this year are those guys. To- yep. Yeah, because like to be honest, like you said, like uh, some of those guys I queued up, but like like Jamal Williams I queued up. It's like you said, there's that per carry bonus, so I don't feel like 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 Justin getting Gibbs is like awesome. I would let like like that. That's just a different kind of build, folks. But like if let's say you don't get those high upside players, who's someone who's going to get a fuck ton of carries? And that's what I went to. Like like that guy's going to get ten carries and he might fall in the end zone. And let's put it this way: if Damian Pierce gets a touchdown. Uh, um, on that week, I'm probably winning that week. That's a that's a good that's a good week for me. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? And then we'll break down Chucks. Yeah, I like the touch. Did you have? And, and you know what? Before we get to me, I'll ask both of you guys. Do you have any picks that you wish you could do over? Hmm. Yeah, um, James Cook. I, I was really kind of mad at Herms for taking Jordan Addison, like literally right before me. <laughs> so was that a spite pick? Uh, no, it wasn't a spite pick. It was just like the next guy on my queue, and I was just like, I had to go up and bowl, and I had like 30 seconds left, and I was like, shit, 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 and then I just I picked James <laughs> Cook. But, yeah. The, the only one that I regret, and it is like, I'm not mad. Let's say like I could take back is the auto draft one. Is um is the Kadarius Tony because I would have taken Zay Flowers there and you guys know I would have like, like oh sure just, yeah just, yeah like that that would have been my pick there and like but if this was best ball I would take Kadarius Tony all day because like you love having mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony for best ball you hate having to physically put him in a lineup so um yeah getting yeah. Zay Flowers there for you would have been pretty clutch exactly yeah can you imagine that, getting zay flowers in that range it'd be it's fantastic <laughs> well, yeah like i think chuck's trying I'll, to segue into his team <laughs> <laughs> speaking yeah. of smart picks chuck, did, smart chuck did that just for you too i know uh, no doubt know. no question this <laughs> is no a perfect question. transition perfect transition to chuck's team um yeah, like I, I was pretty salty to see that. This I checked this this morning and I saw that and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm it was like, a shout out. It was, my team is an homage, <laughs> deep, most of you guys. I, well, yeah. the, that makes sense because like, your team looks a lot like how my team and... looked last year, Scott Fish, mm-hmm. where I yeah. waited on yeah. quarterback and then like, I this is an interesting team. It. Yeah, because you went. <laughs> I chase, just love the like, kicker run that he uh, tries to start here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to do the kicker run. 
<laughs> can we <laughs> hold off on the kicker Carlson run? Back Dude, back. Can, we hold, can we hold off on the kicker run talk for at least at least a little <laughs> bit? Need to get some legit breakdowns. <laughs> How did you not get your fellow bass in there? Um, All right, well, for those listening at home, for those listening at home, let me break down Chuck's team. He has Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Nick Chubb, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Miles Sanders, Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco, and Deontay Johnson. I, if anyone did the reciprocal of my team, it's you. And I love the way that you landed it. Would I do this? No. But if I did do it, it would be like this. Because getting Deontay and Drake London. It's really good value. Why? Why no? Why? Why? Why the no there? I, I don't want Geno Smith and Jared Goff as my quarterbacks. Mm, you don't. Be, you don't want. You don't believe. You, you don't believe in Santa Claus. Well, come on, man. What happened to you? <laughs> no, I. I grew up in foster care. We don't believe in Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, that explains. That ex- okay. That explains why you didn't know. Uh, that's why the, you didn't know that celebrity we posted in the group the other day. Okay. Let's check oh out. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if we ever get a Patreon, if we ever get a Patreon, we'll, we'll break down that joke later. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Well, so yeah. I'll give you guys a little. I'll give you guys a little thought because I go into all these. I'm such a little bitch in these mocks because I pick picks that I would I would pick in real life, but I also just like to get the chat stern and throw people off their game. Um, mm-hmm. So I was no. There was absolutely no chance I was going to start quarterback, quarterback, or even probably take one quarterback because you took Justin Fields and then Herms took Trevor Lawrence, which would have been the only two guys. I would have taken um, that high just because I think it drops off. I I had no faith in Watson to continue to play at an elite level. Tua I like, but I feel like I can make Tua's points up, especially with how spotty he can be. So I just wanted to hit some big home runs. You know, Chase, obviously massive. Mark Andrews, huge in this format. And then Nick Chubb, who's kind of like the do everything. And if they're not going to be rewarding passes, like with some of the other pass catching backs, then I'm just going to take the absolute, you know, some people would say he's the best pure rusher in the league. So I do have a hindsight 2020 hey, question Henry. for you here. Now that the, the draft was this mock was filled out, looking at what could have been term. possible. Looking at what could have been possible since you said you didn't want to go quarterback quarterback. There's a there's a, a possibility you could have went Richardson instead of Andrews and still picked up Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. instead of Jared Goff in that later round. Would that have been something yeah. you would have been happy with if it worked out that way? Yeah, I would say, honestly, of all the picks that I made, the Mark Andrews one was the hardest one to make just because it does feel like such an ugh. Not an ugh. Like, like, an, like I feel <laughs> compelled to do it more than I feel joy. Um, so, I mean, guys, yeah. trust me, I would love – like, when, I, when, I, when we kicked this segment off and I said – Justin made the first, okay, I see you pick of the draft. Like that was the Anthony Richardson pick because we all know the variability of what that could be. I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and I like the way I landed the build. I mean, I love all the players. I love the way they're going to be contributors. And I tried to do, like I talked about what you said, as far as guys who have the potentials to emerge in situations that have a lot of people split. You know, there's not a lot of people that are high on Drake London. I'm actually seeing him get super faded in the last few days. In particular, uh, Pacheco, people are getting, you know, it's like who wants another Kansas City running back that doesn't catch. Um, but I love my end. I love I loved the Deontay through Jacoby 
Um, I, I feel strongly yeah, about this all section that. Right here is real nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love the tail end of your draft because, like I said, man, like these are three good, three good examples of builds that you can make. You know, if you fade QB or, or whatever, like like uh, Justin has a very balanced approach. I, I fade running back. The only thing that we're not going to show you because it's a bad idea is robust running back. And then we're going to break down like the scoring and 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 a little bit mm-hmm. of strategy going forward here in a minute. But yeah, like like I love the way that this kind of worked out. If Andrew would have got in, I wonder mm-hmm. where he would have done. Probably look mm-hmm. like I've seen your drafts, Andrew, and you're definitely like you're under the more of the Chuck mindset and you kind of just take mm. value where you can get it. And, I do. Yeah. Mm. Although I will say just because of how it bit my bit me in the ass last year with waiting on quarterback, I probably would have taken Anthony Richardson with that second pick, even if I want chase first, yeah. just because I, I still have scars. So my, my counter, my counter to that would be my counter to that would be, and it's not even really counters more. just a question. Did you feel feeling bit at quarterback? Would you not want to take something more sure than Anthony Richardson, even if he is that home run? You know what I mean? I like, think, like, would you I if think you're, in, if you're like, if you're like, I'm not worrying about quarterback this year. I'm going Kirk Cousins or Dak or, you know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to like the the volatility of Anthony. So the way that if I was in the same exact spot you were in in this draft, seeing mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks and the which ones went in the first round there, and then even two mm-hmm. at the start of the second at the turn, I probably mm-hmm. would have just taken the shot there, just knowing how last year my mindset was exactly what you're saying that you know mm-hmm. in this case Watson would have gone, and then I said, well, I got two and Anthony Richardson like a full tier down, so I'm not going to pick them yet because the value doesn't make sense. And I, I kept yeah. making that excuse round after round until all of a sudden there was no freaking quarterbacks that are startable left <laughs> for me to grab. So yeah. I probably would have went against my natural drafting, you know, instincts and taken him there mm-hmm. and taken a shot. Um, yeah. So yeah, but that, like so I said, that's thing- mainly because I got burnt last year. So I would Reactive, say this with yeah. Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson, knowing that you get 0.25 per rush was mm-hmm. huge in my decision to go after both of those guys. Because yep. regardless of the volatility of Anthony Richardson, he's still going to be getting those rushes. And, you know, I see him as um, 2021 version of Jalen Hurts, where it really doesn't look pretty on the field. But when you check the stat sheet afterwards and you look at your fantasy roster afterwards, he's still putting 20 plus points up on there. Even though you look on the field and you're like, Jesus Christ. So do we need to do. Should we build up to a live event of week one and maybe get a camera in your living room for when Todd Munkin has him passing 41 times? Yes, please do. I, w- I will set that up myself. <laughs> and, and don't be surprised. We'll do it for charity. Is, It'll be a charity. Um, Every pass attempt that he throws combined with a swear word for you, we'll all we'll donate a dollar <laughs> to a charity of the, the viewer's choice. <laughs> How, yeah. mu- how much per swear word? I might have to watch my life. Point, point two five. <laughs> point yeah. two five. Okay. Uh, Throw a quarter in the, smart joke. in the jar, in the swear jar. <laughs> But let, let's joke. save the scoring because like a, like like we're going to break all that down here in just a minute. We got to pay bills one more time with Jazz Casino and then we'll be back and we'll talk a little bit more team building strategy. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino and Racebook, the world's best resource for all purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. 
live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. Perfectly tied. Jazz Casino, folks, for all your gambling needs. Um, so we're, we're, we're back talking Scott Fish, and we're going to break down the, the scoring, because as anyone who knows about this tournament, that's what makes it so funky every year, because it changes up. And we'll just start kind of where Justin was bringing up earlier about the, the rushing. Um, the, the 0.25 points per carry is, is huge, and that makes me feel good about not getting pass catchers because you have that compensation. And to me, it brings a lot of balance, you know, because, like, you can get the upside of, of passing guys or you can get a grinder. You know, as long as you're getting a guy that's getting 15 touches, you're having two kinds of upside there. Did this affect any of your decisions when you took someone like Nick Chubb, Chuck? Um, yeah, especially Nick Chubb in particular. That was a really specific pick. Um, I feel strongly about Nick Chubb. I always has. He's been an absolute rock. And you're talking about a guy, a plug and play, um, to, and he's, and it's all, it's all tailored around the Nick Chubbs and there's only a handful of them. I mean, like, like, trust me, like I would love a McCaffrey, uh, Saquon barring holdout, a JT, um, but I, I know without any questions asked, regardless of what's going on with the Browns, that Nick Chubb will give me an advantage in at least 80% of the matchups going into the year. Um, and that's not something, I mean, like it's, you can't say that in typical format, you can say that he's a rock or your roster, but in, in Scott Fishbowl, I mean, he is a champion. So I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, all right. And then going to another caveat that I did with intention was drafting Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson because uh, mm. the, the nature of some of these bonuses, like um, like uh, get, getting a, a first down reception or whatnot, that I think stacking is huge. And um, mm. and I, I, I think, Justin, like, were you upset that you didn't get Mark Andrews? Is that someone that you would have wanted since you have Lamar Jackson? Or, or, or would you have still drafted the way that you did? Um, no, I mean, I would have definitely considered Mark Andrews if he was on the board. Um, I drafted the way I did because it fell to me. So if Mark Andrews was there with Anthony Richardson, I would definitely be considering those two options because I really like the idea of getting the two guys that could really dominate the mobility as a quarterback aspect of it. And obviously getting Mark Andrews with, you know, that extra point added per first down and per reception for a tight end is amazing on top of the already one point PPR. So they get two point PPR mm-hmm. and two point per first down. So obviously that's amazing. And I would love to have had that, but Chuck Bass is way too quick. And <laughs> I knew he was going to do some shady shit to get me. Go ahead. You were on my mind. I promise. And it, it, it there was something um, it, there was something dirty. About, there was something dirty about the pick, but it was like 
doing something dirty that you know you're not supposed to do, and that's why you like it all the more. It was just premium. It was like staying out past your curfew. Yeah, yeah. uh, That's it's always fun to like, like intentionally fucking someone over in a draft. It's like doubly good, you know. It's like Mm. it's like the the high you get of clicking the draft button, and at the same time, the high that you get of like bringing someone else's day down in your league. It just feels so (laughs) so good. Mm. Um, uh, back to stacking. I picked the Garrett Wilson and Rogers stack because like, I don't have that rushing upside. Let's say like Justin has with Aaron Rodgers, So I need to chase plus EV. And for those of you that don't know that, you know, that's plus estimated value. Meaning that if, since I got Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, every time Aaron Rodgers throws the ball, it's more likely that it's going to go to Garrett Wilson. And thus I'm going to maximize my points on every play. So if I'm not going to get that rushing upside, I need to get the most out of every passing play. And I'm utilizing that by stacking both my wide receiver and my quarterback. So that's like a move that I did with intention. And it feels good that it landed. And like one, I thought that I would upset Chuck because there's no real quarterbacks left after I took Aaron Rodgers uh, back to fucking over like your your league mates over there. Because I'm like, yes. Chuck has to settle for Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, who probably won't play half the season for upside. Little did I know that he was going to go with the same quarterback back to back, essentially, when you think about fantasy value. But it works out. So um, that's two of the kind of Jared, Geno Smith now, and obviously year over year is hard to predict. Geno Smith and Jared Goff, two of the top six uh, passing touchdown leaders last year. So I'll, that's uh, why I'm not hating okay. it. I'll yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hating mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. they like you, you, you talk about attention, you know, what you're going to get, they're going to mm-hmm. <coughs> Geno Smith can scoot a little bit, but you're going to hope that these guys throw, you know, 20 so plus touchdowns. My, my, my real goal with the, the punting on quarterback in the early rounds, which seems crazy and probably is crazy. Um, is that I'm looking for guys, especially in Geno and Goff. Cause you're right. Like Geno and Goff is a very specific pairing. Um, if that's Russell or that's Kyler or that's Carr or Love or any of the next like group of guys, it doesn't look near as good. Even if you pull one of those guys out of that build, it doesn't look even remotely close to being as competitive. So I'm hoping to stay within that competitive range, even if it is a tad lower than your Lamar Herberts, you know, your Lawrence's and Hurts. And I'm hoping that my skill position guys that I took early are absolute blue chip, fantasy blue chip smashes and that I can use my knowledge of the fantasy football game and my hubris for the rest of my selections to make up the difference, if not um, expand upon that. So I'm just trusting my knowledge of the game to come through, but it all hinges on those quarterbacks holding up their their end of the bargain consistently, not pick and pop consistently. That doesn't happen. I'm fucked. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like, like we keep talking about, man, like this is all gambling. So I mm-hmm. like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't think I have a second QB. A lot of that is a, a third QB. A lot of that is, um, oh, Kyle Trask. So no, I don't have a third QB. Hey, if you don't mind, me, I was going to, I was going to call you out here, Chuck, because I was going to say if Gino and Goff screw you over, you got Colt McCoy to fall back on. So. So the back half of the back half of this draft was me just trying to make Herms laugh. So I was the picks <laughs> got a little they got a little screwy. Um once you got to like the Conklin down, um 
I, I definitely would have. I mean, there's no question about it. You get to those rounds, like that 12th round. That I mean, God, look at this, though, truly. I mean, look, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But in the 12th round, Purdy, Garoppolo, Tannehill, Ritter, you go more down, uh, uh, Mayfield. Look, none of us are expecting anything out of those guys. But, like, those are those are quarterbacks that have a bevy of weapons to work with. Mm-hmm. So, it just look, I'm, if something were to happen and I was to be smart and maybe target one of those quarterbacks, I don't feel devastated. Yeah, my boy, like, like to me, if you're going to get a, a third QB, like my boy, the Uncle Rico, that's the way you, that's the way you go. You swing for the fences. Trey Lance mm-hmm. is going to be useless or very, very useful. No in between. Like this is going to be like a weekly lineup guy, or maybe Jared Goff is, or, or not, excuse me, maybe Sam Darnold is like the real fucking deal. I don't know. Um, I would put my bet on someone who is actually good at football, which is uh, Trey Lance. So well, what um, Sam Darnold. Did Sam Darnold get drafted? No. No. No, he did not. <laughs> no. But, I heard but he was what are your thoughts on someone like you didn't draft him? <laughs> what are your thoughts on someone like B. Kane in the first slot, though, taking full quarterbacks in the first 10 rounds and then taking a fifth quarterback in Heineke in the 12th round? Or not the 12th round. Sorry, the last round is what I meant to say. I don't, I don't get it because, like, to me, you're doing the – the throw a bunch of noodles at the wall method. And then yep. you're trying to hope something sticks and you're missing value on top of that. Like, like, like yeah. I'm looking at right now. So you have young and Stroud whose range of outcomes are basically the same. They're basically the same. If you really think yeah. about it and you could have had, um, instead of taking that, you could have had Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has more upside. Brandon Cooks has mm-hmm. more upside. Gibson has more upside. Kalir Horbert, who's a fucking steal for Justin, upside. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that just, like, to me, it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, having a third. That was, sure. um, I, complete, I could, could not agree more. That was a team that honestly had a chance to be probably far and away the best team. And he fucked it up. I honestly thought until this happened. You replace, right here. Yeah, you these replace, three picks, yeah, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, yeah, you could replace just just a few tweaks. You want to keep Jordan Love? I don't love that, but fine, do it, and then go hard on your nine through eleven. You want to pass on Jordan Love and pass on and keep Bryce Young? Like he and th- that shit is going to matter so much because his lineup is so top heavy that he's bound to get fucked. And it, it's top-heavy with guys with Swift and Akers that, you know, I didn't comment too much on it in the beginning. Like, I don't really love Akers that much. I love a Sean McVay RB1, but I don't love Akers. Mm. But you Swift yeah. as well, I mean, like, that's – that's. Yeah. See, that's I, like, a guy see I like Swift there. I like Swift. Swift. No, no, Swift is a good pick. Swift is a good pick, but he doesn't have – he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the backups the 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 yeah. uh, the the, uh, the hedges in those next few rounds just in case he's not swifty. Yep. No, no, I agree with you. Like I said, I think if like I'm fine with it up to Swift here. It's it's the Acres pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. would have had rather had Alan Connor. Like I would have rather had any of the other guys in this round really. There, I yeah. wouldn't have taken like if the plan was to grab both Young and Stroud at some point to to try to hedge one of them taking mm-hmm. off, um, then I definitely wouldn't have been taking love here. I would have definitely been trying to stack my wide receivers and running backs up here. He said um, something about it in the chat too, about the love Watson stack. I think he was just ready yeah. to, he was ready to splash. 
I guess so. Yeah, I think love would have been there if it came back around. I think, you know, mm-hmm. he really missed out on an opportunity to go out and get somebody like a Javante or a David Montgomery. Maybe yeah. even an yeah. Alvin Kamara. You know, somebody yeah, who would, like really hedge the bets of having three solid running backs, solid number two running backs that can make up for not having a true number so- one. So honestly, what I would have done there instead of Love, I would have jumped all the way. I would have taken Christian Kirk there instead, just because to have Christian Kirk as your number three wide receiver with Waddle mm-hmm. and Olave on this team, like I like that. And then coming back instead of Watson, that's where, like you're saying, grab one of those running backs, your Madison, your Montgomery, something like something there. I would feel so much better if those two picks were just changed. What kills Hell, me? I'll even let them keep Cam Akers in there, but like those two, the Love and Watson pick would need to change for me. Cam yeah, Akers I was just saying, going before a lot of these guys in this freaking eighth round is kind of unbelievable to me. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, yes, Connor, Aaron yes, Jones, Pierce, Sanders. It, it, it makes no sense. It's crazy. Exactly. This is this is what I'm trying to say. This is what I've been trying to get out. Like this this eighth a sixth round. What the fuck happened? Because yeah, something like, went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm looking at like in what world it's like I know I'm higher than DJ Moore. In what world is DJ Moore not the top of everyone's draft board right here? You, yeah, you talk I'm about really someone too. Yeah, someone who has legitimate like like wide receiver one, not the top wide receiver one, but top twelve upside. <laughs> DJ Moore has that. Keenan Allen probably not. Kyler Murray is not like. Like he he's, he should have been drafted that high. I don't understand why you did that. James Connor, he's free. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Like, That's a big. Like he's he's a volume in, in this format. James Connor is who that pick reflects truly. Mm-hmm. In different formats, absolutely not. But in this format, I mean, they they have no choice. They actually have no choice in Arizona. That's what they have. Actually, yep, that's true. Joe Mixon too. Like Joe, like, I don't think Chase Brown is that mm-hmm. good. Like people who are trying to tell you Chase Brown is somebody, they're not that good at watching film mm-hmm. or reading data at that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Joe Mixon is going to get like twenty carries. They're going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. But because of those bonuses, he's going to get them though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to give you points. So mm-hmm. the more I'm looking yeah. at Tyler's, it's a very. You want to talk about playing the system. It's very, um, um, mm-hmm. it's smart. It's smart. Um, it is smart. Mm-hmm. Now, Jagger, yeah. I do have a question for you, just because you're, you're and you're talking about DJ Moore, because I know, like we said, we we both like DJ Moore. If he had been there in that sixth round for you, considering you had Justin Fields as well, would you have gone for the stack, even though you hadn't had a running back yet? Would you have four and go, or were, were you locked into taking mm-hmm. your first running back? Good no question. What, there. Oh, 100%. He was the top of my queue because I, I would have been happy taking Sanders, Rashad White, um, David Montgomery as my, my running back. I would have mm-hmm. rather had the upside of uh, DJ Moore than any of the running backs because I could get cool. the same production. So I love it. Ballsy play. Yep. Yep. Well, folks, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll we'll do more. We'll do more of this later. We'll probably do another Scott Fishbowl when it's close to the actual live drafts. Mm-hmm. Um in the meantime, make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, make sure if you listen to us on, on, on Apple to, to leave us a review. Spotify, hit the bell. Do all the Hit all the bells and whistles and all the bullshit that, that, that gives us views. Make sure to use code TSS Dynasty. I'm Jagger at Fantasy Bullshit. Fantasy Blue Chip. Yeah, that sounds about right. Fantasy Bullshit. I like fantasy, sure. I like fantasy <laughs> Bullshit a lot more. I like that. I like it a lot more. And then with me is, is Chuck Bass. And then Justin Herrera and Mr. Sophisticated, Andrew LaDuke. We'll see you next time, folks.
些